0: Hi, I'm Ruth Wilkinson on Unleash Your Goddess, a podcast to help empower women. Today we have a lady who shares with us her wisdom of 70 years through a childhood of cruelty and violence and then through life's ups and downs, including terminal cancer. We learn how to eradicate limiting beliefs and rediscover our true successful self. Also a great way to release our trauma You are not alone. This will help you break through that glass ceiling you feel within. This is such a powerful podcast today. One not to miss. A big welcome today to Erica Brown. We are really looking forward to this. Let's jump straight in to our chat. Welcome, Erica. It's great to have you on the show and I'm looking forward to our chat. Thank you. I'm looking
1: forward to it as well.
0: I think it's going to be inspirational. What message do you want to give to the ladies through your story today? That whatever you're going through, don't give up.
1: You have no idea what treasures the universe has got stored up for you
0: yes. that you can't possibly be aware of at the moment. Yeah, just keep going. It's just taking that one day at a time. You can't yeah. cope with looking at the future or what's going on next week, and just literally... dealing with what's
1: in front of you. Yes just deal with what's in front of you in this moment just now because the only thing that actually really matters is your breath right now all the rest is peripheral if you ain't got your breath, you ain't got nothing. That's so right. just be aware of this moment and this breath. so uh,
0: You were in boarding school at three and a half, and I, you had a childhood of violence and cruelty. Could you just share the highlights of that,
1: please? I, I think it's one of those things that, with hindsight, that one, one's more aware of, of the adverse childhood experiences and their effects. Because whilst you're in it, yes, you can be feeling the isolation. You can be feeling the loneliness and the rejection and the fear. Um, Because that that was something I I lived with on a daily basis. And I I can remember into my 20s having this silent scream in my head because I couldn't stand it. It was cyclical. I wasn't aware of it at the time. Um, Certainly when I I was a a younger child, I wasn't aware that that my father had a, a mental illness. And um it was only with hindsight, comparatively later in my life, that I realized that my mother also had her own form of mental health um health issues.
0: And in them um, days it wasn't picked up, was it as much?
1: No, it wasn't. And and it, it was compounded by the fact that we were living abroad. <laughs> There were a lot of things that got fudged, a lot of things that got missed. Uh, I can remember at one time reaching out to my godfather uh, because things had got so bad at home um, that that I thought, you know, who can possibly help me? Well, my godfather's supposed to be able to help me. Gave him a a brief outline of some of the the things that had been going on. He actually contacted my parents because there there were no social services. No. Contacted my my parents, actually, it, it made things about 10 times worse. Yes. If there was retaliation and, and, and all that sort yeah. of thing.
0: And in them days, there wasn't child line or anything. Was there, was, there? there was nothing. There was no. absolutely nothing. Had I
1: been born... Two, three, maybe four decades later, you know, I, I would have been I'll, I'll say, uh, put, put straight away on, on the child at risk register. Yes. Yeah. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind about that. Looking back, I was obviously bored at the time I was meant to be to have the experiences that I did. They fueled my life in, in a way that, that I, I can't readily explain. I believe that, that we do make a, a sole contract before we come here. And and we choose the families that that we're going to be born into to have the
0: lessons that our soul needs. Yeah, that's interesting. Can you explain more about that?
1: There's a lovely book by Neil Donald Walsh called "The Little Soul and the Sun," Uh, and basically, that that's uh, the little soul is is saying to the sun, uh, God, infinite creator, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I I, I want to have more of this experience. Yes. to, to know what what feeling is like and and um, how how can i do that uh, and the the response is that well you can come to earth and you can have these experiences uh, and um, all, all your your beloved ones here will become, will come on earth and they'll be with you at the same time and they will help you to have the experiences that you say that you want so that you can understand them everybody's sort of stepping forward to take on their role. Some are going to be positive, some are going to be negative, some are going to be distant, some are going to be fleeting. They're all going to be playing their part. But the thing is that when you get born, you'll forget that you've made this contract. Wow. Well, but if you choose to do it, then go ahead, you have our blessing, and, and we're yes. with you all
0: the way. Can you step out of it and go the wrong way, yes, the wrong you road? Can.
1: Yes, yes, you can. I, th- I think that's one of the things that we we get to a point I've had enough of this. I can't take any more of this. Things have got to change. Yes. And maybe that is the learning point. At that point, you've, you've actually learned enough and you've experienced enough of what went before to sort of say, no, th- that's one side of the coin. There has to be another side to this coin. And um, that's what I'm aiming at. That's what I want for my future. No more of, of that other because it no longer serves me. I can't learn any more from that. I want happiness. I want joy. I, I want conviviality, all the blessings in life. And, and let's focus on that rather than all
0: the negative stuff. Yes. Totally. I believe positive wins every time. And I do absolutely. believe that everything we've been through in our lives makes us who we are today as well. Oh,
1: absolutely. absolutely. All, yeah. And if you're a therapist of, of any kind, if you're a healer of any kind, if you've not experienced some of the things that, that your your clients have experienced, how can you possibly understand what they're going through? How can you That's have an right. inkling of
0: it? Yes.
1: There is an expression that the, the wounded physician makes the best physician. Yes. Because if, if you've never been ill in your life, you have no conception of what it's like to actually have to deal with illness.
0: That's right.
1: If you've never broken a limb, you have no idea what it's like to, to try to cope with tumbling with around with your leg in a cast or your arm in a sling or whatever it happens yes. to be.
0: Yeah. So do you believe that the childhood that you had then had a knock-on effect on your relationships?
1: Very much so. My sense of trust was very badly dented. That's obviously the, the lesson that I, I came here to learn, to, to how to be able to trust, regardless of, of, of appearances. It's taken a long time. It's, in fact, I would say it's taken most of my life.
0: Yes, yeah. Do you go with your gut feeling now, with that trust? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. learning, and it's hard. When you've been in abusive relationships and things like that, I know for myself, it's really hard to trust your gut instinct, is it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it's been questioned so much. It's like yes. oh, I'm not sure. You've been
1: conditioned to not trusting yourself, to not trusting your own reactions to things and to people. Yes. So, so that it takes a while to 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 retrain yourself and get your back get yourself back to a point where you you register what is at your core. Yes. You know, what, what's your What's your core being? What's What's your core sense? Your energies. Yes. And then you move from you move forward from there.
0: And that's why I'm getting now, beginning to get a balance now and beginning to heal and beginning to feel that stronger now that, you know, no, no, that's wrong. It can't
1: be rushed. It just can't be rushed. You know, because one's been so damaged by the past, one wants to have um, everything sorted just like that. Yes. Yes, because you, you, you want the change. Yes, you're desperate to have that change. But actually, it's like winning the lottery. If you've never had money, you don't know how to use it. You, yes. you don't know how to husband it. So if if you've had all, all that that bad experience, it's a gradual process to learn how to cope with actually being happy. Yes, it is, and trusting that that's okay, rather than automatically expect expecting because you're feeling happy in this moment, something's bound to go wrong, isn't it? Oh if you yes and it's not mine (laughs)
0: yeah that has been me but I'm learning yes I'm learning and it's all part of the healing journey isn't it and as you say it's a journey it It isn't going to happen overnight yeah yeah you got engaged young and then you broke it off only to get back together years later
1: my subsequent hub's husband who broke it off yeah um yes we met when I was I was just still just 17 we went our separate ways for for a while and some somehow we found our way back together and that helped to repair a lot of the damage that had been done we were actually married for 35 years no 36 years I wow. say. 36 years with its ups and downs so let's just leave it at that
0: yes and marriages and relationships does have ups and downs, doesn't it? Oh, yes. and now, I was oh, yes. married just 17 into a religious cult. We were married 21 years and I left. I think later on in life, you're both mature. You both learn a few more lessons. And, and you that's lovely. Different
1: things. You have different choices. You have different aspirations. Basically, we went in, in different directions.
0: Yes. Your first husband died when you was 21. What tools did you use to get through that? experience
1: well initially I I don't think I was aware of any tools I think that's that's really when I sort of started um becoming much more involved with the sort of psychic stuff being sort of somewhat clairvoyant and clairaudient I think it wasn't really until I got involved with something called the science of mind and the silver mind started to be able to um to delve deeper Uh, and in fact I, I I still work with people now um who are involved with with grief um, whether it's um, grieving over the loss of a person or a pet or a job or a home, um, some other favourite thing, because they, they, they all involve that sense of loss. Yes, yeah. And that, that sense of being cut off. And I think that that's the hardest thing to, for, for a lot of people to, to come to Tom's
0: terms with. How long did it take you until things got easier with the grief? So different for everybody, isn't it?
1: It is. It, it, one of those um, how long is a piece of string things. I think I, certainly a good couple of years. I didn't find the, the work of um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross at that stage. Uh, I didn't come across her work until much later to, to, to try and get a handle on things. Yeah, I, Has she written a book? Yes, she and has. And what is it called? She's written a number of books.
0: What's her um, name again?
1: Elizabeth Kubler. That's K-U-B-L-E-R. Hyphen Ross.
0: Okay, I'll look her up. They're based on
1: working with grief. The actual process of, of being able to to move forward through through recognition, and through through honouring what you're feeling actually because yes. this is. I think this this was the thing that I found the hardest because people were not acknowledging what I was feeling and I wasn't being given an opportunity to talk through what I needed to talk through. So I think it festered, actually. It did fester. Yes. Uh, It made it that much harder. And people kept sort of saying, oh, well, you're only young. Hope springs eternal. Totally well-meaning. Yes. I, I get that. And, you know, we're not taught how to to handle grief, um, or how to talk about it with people. And the one thing that came out of that whole experience for me is how people actually need to be given the space to talk. So true.
0: Mm, So true. I've had a lot of death around me, but I lost my parents four weeks apart. About six years ago now, and I cared for them the last three, four years. Mm. And it was, yeah, it was hard. It's only just, I'd say, this last year that I'm feeling more myself. Yes, and I just yes. gave myself time. I'm a very positive person, but also you got to be kind to yourself as well. I was just going to say that. You no, know, you're going to have bad days.
1: Absolutely, and it comes out of the blue. You you can be going through a patch where you're so you, you think, oh my gosh, I, I think I've got this handled. Yes, and then wham, that roller coaster just takes you and just slacks you in the face, and you you realize actually no, you're right back at, the, at square one. Well, oh, that's what it feels like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're facing the, the same issues that, that you faced for the initial loss. And you literally just have to work the steps. You just have to work the steps. Yes, and be kind to yourself. Give yourself the time. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you try to short circuit it, this is the one thing that that um, is being consistently found, that there was a time when, when p- people used to be getting a little pill by the doctor to help them not feel quite so anxious, to help them to be able to sleep. and, uh, and uh, all very well meaning, but what they found that was, was that when people were no longer taking the pills, um, they actually were right back at square one and I had to start the grieving process yes. from that date, however much time in the future it was. Yeah. You can't short circuit. No.
0: I think if you're if you're anything like me, I just want to get on. I'm like, like get on. Okay, you'll be fine, we've come on, march on. But it's kind of
1: like we try to convince ourselves of that, but it is a rite of passage. It, it is part of, of, of something that everybody experiences at some time in their life in some way, yes. and we cannot short-circuit it. No. We cannot short-circuit the learning. That's right. And nobody else can do the learning for you. You have to go through it yourself.
0: Yes. While living abroad, you developed a terminal illness. What was it, and how did you get through that? Mm, yes. How I, old was you? I was 28. Okay. 27,
1: 28. I was diagnosed with a tumour on the pancreas and a suspected tumour on the brain, and they reckoned that um, those were secondaries and they didn't know where the primary was. And I was given between three and six months if I was lucky. Years later, when I was talking with somebody who worked in oncology about it, um, they said, "Oh no, no, people don't recover. They they, they don't get over that kind of cancer." Uh, and I was able to show them the paperwork. And they, they looked at the paperwork and, and said, I thought you said you'd been given three to six months. <laughs> According to this, you had between three and six weeks. So the, the, the whole thing was that, that um, <laughs> when I was given this diagnosis, Dr. and actually sort of said to me as, as I was leaving, he was just, he was more upset about it than I was. I, I just wasn't taking it on board. Uh, and he said, a warts a tumor, you know. So in my mind's eye, to this day, I cannot tell you whether I said the words or I just thought them, but something went through my mind. That's what it is. It's a wart. It's none of this other rubbish she's trying to tell me. It's a wart. And (laughs) the one on the brain is only suspected, isn't it? So it's not real.
0: Yes, positive thinking. Absolutely.
1: And I was very, very lucky that uh, an anaesthetist friend of mine, I I told him uh, what was happening, and he gave me some visualisation. It was the first time I'd been introduced to visualisation. Basically, he told me to do two different methods. Yes. One was to to visualise the cancer a bit like a cauliflower. Yeah. And to to break off a floret at a time and just crumble it. Wow. And know that it was being washed out of my system. And the other was to imagine that I was looking at a picture of the the tumour and that it had been drawn. And however heavy the drawing was, I was to take a rubber in my mind's eye and rub out some of the pencil. And that each time I did it, it would come up lighter. Wow. It eventually went from from being this this absolute black graphite. Yes, yes. My mind's eye to just sort of taking on a healthy pink. My, that worked. Well, listen, let's say, I think it must have done because I'm still here. Yes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's the only thing you did. Yes. No, that, that's not strictly the only thing I did because. There were people like the Simertons and and the Greens uh, were doing a lot of work in in, in the States with with, uh, with the Mayo Clinic and and places like that. So they were working with with children and visualisation, getting the children to imagine like of sharks going through their their system and eating up all the rogues and cells. Yes. For for leukaemia. The Greens were more, more to do with biofeedback. So that that was my introduction to to using
0: an an altered state of consciousness. You have to meditate before you go into that visualisation or you just go straight
1: into it? I I would now say, yes, it helps to be in that calmer state, because if you can get into what they call a theta brain wavelength, hypnopompic um, state between waking and, and sleeping, you're actually much more likely to be in contact with that creative part of yourself that does the healing.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Diet. I was, I was using
1: vitamins. I was um, being prescribed vitamins and minerals, um, particularly to to, to to help boost the system. At one stage, I, I, I not only became vegetarian, but I actually became fruitarian for a while, which is a, the most amazing detox. But we didn't even know about detoxing in those days.
0: <laughs> My mum put me on a grape cure detox for six weeks when that's I was about 12. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Is that's that the, the one? one.
1: Yes, and and the thing was that I actually had arthritis in my spine. I, I had um, some, some some vertebrae fused in my spine, uh, and um, from from um, part, one of the childhood injuries, being on the on the the, the grape cure on, on this this very very alkalizing diet, the arthritis went. Wow! So uh, and those 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 vertebrae were no longer fused.
0: Isn't that amazing? Why do you think mm. that is? Is that because of the alkaline or Partly because of the alkaline and partly because I think my focus
1: was so much on health and getting back to that mental blueprint of a textbook, healthy body. Yes, that's powerful, isn't it? That's what we're we're designed to do. We're we're designed to be um, a self-healing mechanism. We are a self-healing mechanism when we get out of our own way. Mm. And part of getting out of our way is 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 helping to 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 release all kinds of things that have happened to us in the past, uh, to, to not harbour the, the the resentments and the jealousies and the angers, because they produce chemicals in the body that that are acid forming. Yes. And that's what what sort of creates the the ground soil, if you like, the 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 terrain for for germs to take hold, for 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 the disease processes to take hold. Actually, the more we can forgive stuff, the more we're actually letting go. Yes. Or that um, the mental drivers, if you like, uh, of our limiting beliefs uh, and allowing ourselves. To, to be that self-fulfilling mechanism. That, yes, that self-fulfilling yeah. mechanism.
0: Well, forgiving someone isn't about that other person. It's about yourself yeah, and yeah. letting yeah, go.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. And I, and I think there's a much better understanding now that we're not condoning anybody's actions. No. We're not condoning no. anything. Yes, we may have more compassion for to, as we get more understanding about where they were coming from to, to, to behave in the way that they did, but we're still not condoning it because we're not making excuses for for people in any way what we're doing is to say I am no longer allowing that to affect me I'm taking back my power to be me in my stance in my own energy unaffected by whatever else is happening around me or has ever happened around me
0: yes you've got that power over you haven't you and over your life you haven't got the power to change other people but yourself you can I was going to say that the
1: only power that you have is to make a choice
0: Yes. And that's every
1: right. minute of every day, whether you're making a choice or not making a choice, to not make a choice is a choice. Yeah,
0: that's right. And do you think that you need to go back in therapy and relive that what happened as a child, or do you think it's just a case of put it in a box, forgive, and then start your healing journey?
1: It depends on the individual. For some people, actually, they they do need to to speak with somebody uh, and help them to to release the repression that they've carried around for however long. For Mm -hmm. some people, it'll be years. Some people, it'll be decades. It's actually easier to work through some of that stuff because it can be pretty scary, actually, to think of facing anything from your past on your own. Yes. And a lot of people won't go there on their own because they they don't know that they would be able to cope. They they think they would disintegrate mentally or become totally annihilated if they started to remember the past. And nobody's going to take you further than you can go That's safely.
0: Right. When I went to see a counselor, I thought, oh no, I'm not doing that because they'll just go straight in and I'm going to have no, to no, talk no, about no. things oh, I'm not oh, ready really oh to. Can
1: you imagine the crux? Oh, that would be awful. If a person has already suffered trauma, the last thing that any therapist worth their salt is going to do is is recreate the trauma. That's right. And that's, then then that, that's another layer of trauma that the person's got yes. to deal with. It would be totally unethical to do that. Of
0: which I found <laughs> out. It was brilliant. It was life changing. And I could talk when mm. I wanted to talk about something. I'm ready. I could talk about that.
1: And this is where the, the brain is actually brilliant because it only lets things come to the surface that you're ready to deal with. Yes. And and if you're not ready to deal with it, you know, and, and you just say, I can't go there at the moment. Yes. I know it's there and when i'm feeling a little bit stronger um and i've and i've got somebody else there to lend me lend me a hand i might do it then but just for today i'll deal with this bit
0: <laughs> yes that's right that's right but
1: then you see you you your counselor your your therapist hears that and and makes a note for you and just recognizes what's happening for you so that you feel safe because that that is one of the big big things in in any kind of session like that is is you can't release something if you're not feeling safe. That's right. You can't, you can't begin to think of, of going and looking at, at some of that, that nasty stuff. Yes. To put it at its nicest if you don't feel safe.
0: And you have to trust the counsellor as well. And that, that is the hardest part I found, was being mm. able to trust and open up. It, it took a while.
1: It does. Which is why, you, when you're going to see a counsellor, they will automatically make a contract with you for a number of sessions. Yeah. So no, no counsellor will just so sort of deal with things in one session, because it takes time to warm up to, to to dealing with the real issues.
0: Yes. You trained as a practitioner of religious science, science mm-hmm. of the mind. Can you explain what that is, please?
1: Okay, well, um science of mind is something that's been around for um, oh gosh, good hundred years. Um it was developed by somebody called Ernest Holmes. Um he's he had actually started out as a Christian scientist and found that it was too limiting for him, and, and he found his way to a lady called Emma Curtis Hopkins. Um, who herself was a Christian scientist or had started out as one, and he evolved this um, formula, if you like, uh, which is why it's called um, scientists, that's that's the scientist part of, of, of the label. Uh, that, that we're doing something religiously we're, with we're using the thinking process, um, allying ourselves to something more powerful than powerful than ourselves. Whether you call that God, the universe, spirit, creative life force, intelligence, whatever you want to label it, it doesn't matter. Um, these days, I, I, I just think of it as true source that because it is the source of everything. Yes. And um the, the idea is, is that um there is this this um power in the universe um that's bigger than us and that we can use it and we are there in 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 a very real sense co-creators. There is nothing outside the universe as far as we're aware, and logic would tell us that um if we've all come from the creator, then there's nothing outside the creator or the creative process, then that has to be part of our makeup. We have to be part of that and of, of all that in miniature. Yes. Well, we're obviously not going to go, so go out and create planets and and stars and things, but it's our local level. Then we can um, generate thoughts into the quantum field for the energy to um, – coalesce for want of a better expression become the quality that that we're seeking to to be um or to become or to become the um the qualitative climate that that we want to be in
0: that's interesting is that where that soul contract comes from oddly enough
1: neil donald walsh is also a science of mind practitioner Wow. But um, That's interesting. <laughs> well, I, I, I have no idea when, when he
0: wrote the book. And have uh, you got because you you're a practitioner. I, I think now.
1: the idea of a sole contract is actually a lot older. Right. I think it's a lot older. I think it goes back in, into uh the the, the theosophy of, of the eighteen hundreds and obviously it then goes back in, into um, other um concepts.
0: Um, I'm going to look into that. That that sounds really interesting
1: because
0: mm. obviously mm. I've been brought up in a cult. Fine if someone else does, but I don't believe in Christianity. I'm not sure Neither what I believe I. in.
1: I was actually brought up. Uh, I'm not Catholic. My my mother's sister um, became a Catholic, and my mother thought it would be a good idea if if I had that education for, for myself. No, I, I'm not a Christian. I'm a great believer. Of whatever it is, yes, there have been some wonderful teachers. Mm. And the man jesus was one um allah uh, uh, muhammad w- w- was was another um buddha was another um but but there there have been many there have been many. And, and the more you go into some of the world religions, you, you realize actually, yes, there, there, there were more teachers than we yes. were brought up to yeah. understand. And they were all saying virtually the same thing. They may be using different words, they may be using different languages, but are actually describing the one central theme of life, which actually is love yes that, that that universal sense of of we are an embodiment of love when we allow ourselves to be because we are a reflection of that enormity of love that, that is the creator mm.
0: what do you think happens to us when we die
1: i believe we carry on uh, and i believe um, that, that we have had many lives in actual fact um a lot of the religions have also had this as part of their teaching. It was part of the Christian teaching until about the um, 11th century, I think it was. So it, it, was, it was understood as a concept that, that the person behind the eyes, the person that is looking through the eyes, that intelligence carries on. Yeah. That This body is, is a vehicle. Oh. It's a self-repairing me- mechanism, when a um, self-repairing vehicle when we allow it to be. Um but it 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 stems from the, the mind behind the brain. Yes. Yeah. Brain is the mechanism that, 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 that's attached to the vehicle. And that goes on. It, it's like you um we we are the driver that gets into the car. The car has an engine that we switch on, that we have that spark. Mm. Uh, and um we we steer it where we choose. But then it comes to a point where either there, there are some repairs that are needed to the car or it's time to say, you no, know, it's done its journey. It's, it's time to, to trade it in. Yes. Yeah. And then that, that driver that was behind that wheel um, goes into what well, we don't know. But there's been so much evidence uh, of young children coming back into this world very, very much aware of who they were before, even describing the, their spouse, where they lived, which can sometimes be in, in a completely different part of the world, that they have no means of knowing what it's like there. And they can describe things to the most minutest detail, describing family that, that, that they had before. If we were to try to describe um, somebody else's family, we would have to do so much research. Yes. Yes. Small children don't have that capacity. No, that's right. They, but they, they know this stuff. It is them.
0: You get the uh, old soul, the wise. Very, and... very much so. Yeah. No, so there are too many that.
1: instances of, of it of, of that happening and being recorded and being researched for, for it for it not to have some, some basis in reality. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I can see that. You had a dual life during the day as a lawyer, then your alternative therapies, teaching courses and workshops. How did you manage to juggle the two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
1: um, I, I didn't actually f- uh, finally become a lawyer. I worked for lawyers um, on the admin side. I did eventually get my law degree. I was going to pursue uh, that, that, that legal career. Um, but then, so sort of things changed and I went off in, in a different direction altogether. But I, I was working in, in evenings and weekends, if you like, working in the community. Um, I was doing community education, adult education in the evenings, um, putting on workshops at weekends,
0: Amazing. running
1: courses from home. Do you still um, do that? Well, obviously, this last 18 months has been rather difficult. Yes. <laughs> Part of the the, the the last eighteen months has, has been, or a little bit longer than that, actually, has been about my reevaluating everything that I was doing, revisiting some of my training, uh, and working out um, how do I actually want to progress. Where where do I want to go from here? How can I best serve?
0: Yes. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Um, I feel like the wheels are beginning to move again now.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's been a very, very slow progress. And sometimes a lot of people have felt that they're just stuck in limbo.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, it's been very much a waiting game for a lot of people. And just sticking to your own truth and keeping your head down, doing what you feel you need to do, learn what you need to learn so that you're ready for when things take off again.
0: Yes. 100% behind you on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you got a Facebook page, website that you can listeners
1: know what it is? I have a website in the course of being built that is going to be Listening Heart Consultancy. Okay. The actual uh, name is ListeningHeart.co.uk. Okay. It, it will, will, will be the the, um, the website. Um, I, I've got an email that people can contact me on for, from for right from the off, and um, all lowercase is Erica Brown at listeningheart.co.uk. That's lovely. I'll put that up as well.
0: And have you got a Facebook page or,
1: or anything like that? I'm there? on Facebook under my own name, Erica Brown. And I also have um, another Facebook page um, that I set up some time ago, which is Erica Brown HQ.
0: And what therapies do you offer?
1: Essentially, I'm offering two areas. On the one hand, I am a coach. I trained, I was one of the first people in this country to train as a life coach and a corporate and executive coach, and then as a business coach. And I incorporate in that, so something called the one command, and the emotional freedom techniques, and whatever is going to help that person to be able to move forward to to attain their goals that's one arm of what i do the other arm of what i do is much more related to counseling Um, i'm qualified as a a spiritual counselor and um, counselor psychotherapist i also offer um, a very specific program which is thinking into your legacy or rediscovering your true successful self because a lot of people have been stymied in their lives by their limiting beliefs Mm. And um, once one gets to grips with with being able to to remove those limiting beliefs, that's when you can start taking off. But a lot of people don't, don't even get to that point of being able to think that they can because they're so conditioned by their past that they feel helpless, they feel hopeless, they feel useless, um, they, they, they feel isolated, they feel shame, they feel guilt, they feel anger and resentment. So there, there, there are core wounds that, that we all have to some degree. And until we actually uncover those and the limiting beliefs that are linked to them to release them, People keep meeting their own glass ceiling.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And, and that's what I want to help people to break through so that they can be the, 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 the authentic person that they came here to be Perfect. and to fulfill the purpose that they came here for.
0: Yes. We're just going to take a moment out here to talk to the listeners who feel that there is no hope in their life at this moment. What would you say to
1: them? Even though it doesn't feel like it, actually there is hope part of the recovery process is learning to to see where that that is because you are a miracle yeah whether you're aware of it or not every moment of your life is is a miracle in action and it's when you can start to feel that awareness that you can start to feel grateful for that and actually that helps you to open up your life
0: yeah that's powerful that's
1: lovely and it's not its not all on your shoulders. You know, whether you believe in angels or not, it doesn't matter. Whether you believe in, in spiritual guides or not, it doesn't matter. There is something in this world, in this life, that is bigger than us, and it is there for you. doesn't matter what's happened to you. That has actually been playing around in the background, waiting for you to be able to recognize it so that it can work with you and for you and open up the life that you've always wanted.
0: Yes. It's just some small steps, isn't it, again, and letting go.
1: Yeah. It takes a certain amount of courage. It does take a certain amount of courage to say, I'm going to do that. And you you only do it when you're ready. You only do it when you've really had enough of what went before.
0: Mm, Yes. You said you studied counselling, a bias in helping eradicate limiting beliefs and their self-sabotage and clearing layer life effects of early life traumas. Can you just tell us a bit about that before we close?
1: We have um, our, our lives, we, we think of as, as being just our, our conscious cells because we, we, we observe the world around us. But actually that's, that's a very, very small part of, of, of our mind, that 95% is hidden from us in, in our subconscious or the unconscious. And it's what sort of drives our, our, our body mechanisms. It drives our breathing. It drives our digestive, digestive processes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it takes over our, our, our every movement because if we had to sort of stop and think about just a simple thing like, like sort of picking up my glasses or, or, or a cup, you know, to, to send so many signals to all the muscles involved, that it, it would take all day. Yes. So we've got a lot of automated stuff going on. We've got the, the, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, and we've got something that part of the, the, the nervous system, something called the vagus nerve. We lock into the vagus nerve a lot of the trauma that we've experienced. A simple thing like breathing can help to move us out of the the sympathetic nervous system that keeps us locked into our fight, flight or freeze response. And by regulating the breathing, we get into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is about relaxing, about being able to take a deeper breath, being able to slow the brain wavelengths that are otherwise chasing each other in a race. Yes, around all, all the 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 trauma and the effects and the worry and and the anxiety and the depression and all the things that that that, that we've we've experienced.
0: Yeah,
1: all the all the stuff that gets in our way. Basically, we that they're like layers of an onion. Uh, and once once you start on the journey of peeling away the layers of the onion, uh, oh my goodness, what a journey! What a mm, ride it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's exciting though. It's good. Scary.
1: Amazingly exciting to, to the point that um, uh, I'm actually quite proud of myself. Oh, excuse me, I've just dropped something. Um, that I made a vow for myself that I was going to acknowledge the fact that I was hitting 70 and I wanted to do something spectacular. And having been afraid of heights all my life, if I was attached to the ground, I thought that the one thing that, that I could do was an abseil our local hospital uh, was running an ab sale event with one of my fellow chaplains i went and did the ab sale Wow. It was the most terrifying thing I think I've ever done in my life. The, the amount of adrenaline that was surging through me oh. afterwards. I mean, I, I used hypnosis to, to hypnotize myself that I was going to be able to get up the um, to, to, to the height in, in the first place and that I was going to be able to cope with it and I'd keep breathing and all this sort of thing. Um, but when when I, I got up to the top of the, the tower that, that we were jumping from, um, there was a very rickety old ladder that I had oh. to climb to be able to be, uh, be harnessed up uh, and uh, and step out over the parapet. And th- that 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 shook me. I hadn't anticipated anything like that. Oh, no. But I took my time and I got down. didn't think that my knees were going to hold me up, but they did. So um, I thought, well, if I can cope with that, I can cope with just about anything. So a couple of years later, I went and climbed a mountain. Oh, fabulous! And the, the view from the top of the mountain was so stupendous, and um, that that fear of being at the top of a mountain had been with me from from the age of about four or five. Wow. When I was involved in an incident when I was um, out, out, out in the mountains with my parents, yeah, we very nearly didn't survive. In fact, there were two instances on the same holiday that, that we very nearly didn't survive.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: and that fear was locked into my system for um, all my life and, yeah. until these last few years. And it's literally only these last few years that I found out about the vagus nerve uh, and how we, we lock trauma into that nerves, nervous system and and some some of the, the knock-on effects and how to deal with them that's the most important factor as far as i'm concerned is yes it's wonderful knowing about all the history and, and the mechanisms or what have you but until it's actually sort of proven to work yes that's where the value is yes knowing how to use that, that information in a way that, that is beneficial for, for for the other people
0: yes we're good, going to move into just a few quick fire questions right A message to your 18 year old self
1: Hold on, believe in hope Had I realised at at 18 that that, um, it was going to be okay That I would live through it Yes That would have helped Yes Mm. What makes you smile? Love Um, Watching nature in in all its beauty and and wonder All its variety and its colour and such diversity
0: Yeah, that, yeah That in itself is healing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And and
1: just sort of watching people that I know, people that I love, care about.
0: Yeah, it's lovely.
1: All those connections, yes.
0: Your favourite book
1: and why? I have so many books. I would have great difficulty in zeroing in on one. Um, So I'm going to make a mention a couple, in fact, three. (laughs) That's fine. Um, The one that is The Celestine Prophecy um which was a, a brilliant book it, it's um it's a novel uh, but it is actually so sort of talking about um spiritual matters trusting your instinct uh, and the fact that there is a um a plan yes even though we, we may not be aware of it the the other book actually in that series is the 12th insight which although it was written over 20 years ago is very much talking about our times now uh, in in that um it's like a manual for anybody who's wanting to learn about how to be a spiritual being in in this world yes uh, and um to, to to how to be so sort of connected 24 uh, 7 to to whatever that is that, that's, that's bigger than us and to trust it and to not be drawn into either the left or the right faction but hold to the middle way hold to your own path to mm. what you know to be the truth, and and not be sucked into um, the politicalizing of or apartheiding of, of our society. Yes, and your third one. My third one actually is the Science of Mind textbook. Now, the Science of Mind textbook textbook was written by Ernest Holmes. It's a um, a vast tome and i've lost count of how many times i've read it each time i teach any of the courses in science of mind i'm rereading it and right from from the off each time i reread it i would highlight things in a different color or underline things in a different color and um, every time i come to passages and i think oh my goodness why have i not understood this before I've, I've never, it's I've, it's like I've never read this and yet I have yes. because here's the different colours of highlighting and underlining and the, and the notes that I've made in the margin. Yes, but Each time I read it, I come at it with a different level of understanding uh, and a different awareness, uh, 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 an expansion, if you like, of, of my thinking processes.
0: Yes, I find that. I don't know whether that's because the next time I read it, we're in a different era of our life but then it's like, oh, I didn't see that. Yes, yes. I've read it, I've read it, I don't know how many times, but each time there's something different. You can only
1: take something on board to the extent that you are ready to. Yes. And and I think it's quite heartening, actually, that if, if we're rereading something and we're seeing it, it, uh, seeing it from a different level, then that's confirmation that, that we are growing, that we are in, mm. in that process of our own personal evolution. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and if if that's happening, then um, maybe we can be more of a light in our world and, and be be more of a of a help to other people.
0: Yes, who inspires you? Is the last one?
1: I think I have to say Louise Hay. She yes, she is amazing. She, she was a wonderful woman. Um, she was a science of mind practitioner. Oh wow! She was she, she she actually first qualified, or she was first studying science of mind at the time that AIDS was first becoming um, known about, and she worked with a lot of young men in California who had um, been diagnosed or um, who were HIV positive. And um, a number of them um, went on to have very successful lives. Uh, Some of them I I, I actually personally know to this day. Yes. And and she she was instrumental. She she would have a weekly meeting based around the the principles of science of mind and um, helping people to become more positive about their diagnosis, about their life, um, about um, how they, they came to be susceptible to falling ill, catching the, the disease in the first place. So, so, so one of the people that, that she had in her entourage um, is himself now um, a science of mind. Well, we're not, we're centres of spiritual living. There've been sort of various um, changes of, of title for, for the, the main organisation. But he, he's he's a minister. He, he was one of her musicians. Uh, and he's he's one of the most inspirational people. Um, well. I know. But Louise Hay was, was the, the rock all that that sort of stemmed from and uh, um, we, we know of her work through Hay House Publishing
0: yes. that is
1: now worldwide and she started that on her kitchen table with her mother you know she she she, she, was, she was broke she'd had to have a hysterectomy she'd had a heck of a childhood and um, the, the adverse childhood experiences that she went through were unbelievable Unless you actually know about it, or have got an inkling about having experienced it for yourself, yes, you you, you would think it would have been made up, but it wasn't. She she lived through those experiences, and she was able to take that into her ministry, and she developed the the, the you can heal your life, you know, and, and that, that's just one of her books. Yes,
0: yeah,
1: and and she she has reached so many thousands and thousands and thousands of people through through that that teaching. Yeah, she, so she's she, amazing. And it's all based on the science of mind. Yeah. Is she still alive? No, no, she died just a, um, a, a couple of years back. Okay. Uh, and she was, what, 96? Okay. Something yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. 94, 96. Amazing yeah. lady. Yeah, she really she is. Was. Yeah. And one of the, the gentlest souls that you could ever wish to meet. Mm. Uh, uh, and uh, she, she had such a glow about her. A very, very inspirational lady.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing your your journey with us today. I know it helped lots and lots and lots of ladies. The time has come to bring our chat to the end. Thank you, Erica, for giving us your time today and for sharing your story. You're such an inspiring lady. You really are. God bless you. Thank (laughs) Thank you. you.
1: If I can help anybody, I, I am always absolutely delighted to be able to do so. Yes. It's a joy for me when I see somebody transforming their lives because I don't do it. I give them a signpost. Yes, I, I may make some suggestions, but ultimately, it's the person themselves who does their own healing work. Yeah, you know, from up there. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, up there. It's everywhere. But yeah. <laughs> that—that's old conditioning. Yes, you know. But yes, yes. A yes. lot of the times, they, they don't
0: are. feel they've got the tools within, but they have. Everybody's got the tools within. Absolutely.
1: And sometimes all it does, or all, all all it takes, is somebody sort of being a signpost and yep. saying, "Look, try this. Yes, just just try it, just for today. Yes, see how you get on with it. See if, see what difference that makes. How you feel, how it changes the energies. Yes, yeah. And then if it's it's okay, try it another time. Yeah,
0: no, that's great.
1: That is. And just be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a breather. Yeah, and take that deep breath into the abdomen and switch Mm. on the parasympathetic nervous system
0: yes we'll have to have you on having another talk about that that's quite interesting i will be absolutely delighted we'd love to (laughs) love to have you on
1: i think we could talk for absolutely hours yes (laughs)
0: You know so much. You're so wise and know so much. It's, well, I've, I've it's been, been around for rather a
1: long time, yeah. and i been looking into all this and so trying to join up all the dots, yeah.
0: but, uh, which is quite hard to do, isn't it? But
1: sometimes, yes. But, yeah. but it, it, it does fall into place. It does yeah. all fall into place. It's, it's been a pleasure. It, Enjoy the rest it, of your afternoon,
0: wherever you are in the world. <laughs> yes, it's just the right time. <laughs> it is perfect. Thank you, so Thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. Bless Thank you. you. Thank you. You too. It was a humbling experience today to talk to Erica Brown. What a powerful and life-changing chat. So many tips to help us on our healing journey. Thank you to you all today for listening and to Erica for taking the time out to share her wisdom. If you want to find out more about Erica, please go to unleashyourgoddess.co.uk. It will be with her podcast on there and all the information to contact her. Also. If you go to unleashyourgoddess.co.uk, you can listen to more of our powerful, empowering podcasts for women. I really look forward to our next podcast. See you there.